Hello again, it's Charlie O'Shields, back with another episode of Sketching Stuff. For this set of stories, I simply pulled the ones that made me feel happy and hopeful, and it's my sincere hope that they'll make you feel the same way. These are trying times indeed, where many things can seem to be nothing like we'd wish them to be if given a chance to choose. But with a little bit of watercolor, life gets a bit shinier and more hopeful. And for me, hearing the scratch of my fountain pen in my sketchbook as I scrawl out a doodle each day is a very relaxing break. I've always enjoyed it, but during these times it means even more to me. And splashing color about after I've made my little drawing makes my inner child giggle with glee. It's a wonderful way to transform any day into a sunny one. Whether I can find a full hour or even just a few precious minutes, I've made it my goal to show up and make something each and every day. Yeah, that's literally the entire goal. I have no expectations that each little thing I make will be something fantastic, but sometimes on a really good day, something really awesome appears. It's that day that I'm always sketching toward. It will come if I just keep right on doing it taking a blank sheet of paper and turning it into whatever popped in my mind that day, and then, of course, rambling on about things that are on my mind soon after that. It's a beautiful habit indeed to combine water, color, and hope. Welcome to Sketching Stuff, a collection of stories sketched from life. Creative Tools For a prompt of tools once, I immediately thought of art supplies, of course. Truly, they're the only tools I know how to use outside of a hammer, and I'm not allowed to use that very often for fear of causing bodily harm to myself and others. My grandfather once tried to teach me how to use farm tools, but quickly gave up after realizing I just wasn't inclined to such things. But the moment I held a pencil and started doodling, I fell in love. I'd found the tool I loved most. Later I would use the same tool for writing and discovered I had a love for that as well. Quite a versatile tool indeed. And today, of course, I use pens and paintbrushes as well. I actually don't own an easel, but since I used a cat as my stand-in today, I figured I should add one. For some reason, I just think a cat would demand one. Though I'm quite content just making little doodles like this one in my sketchbook each day. I can't quite tell if this little cat is admiring a finished painting or trying to decide what the heck to paint in the first place. Indeed, the latter is always the hardest part. Even with our lovely prompts, some days I just have no clue what to make. Despite all of the tools we use in art, the most important ones will always be our own imagination and creativity. In that magical place, we can find big ideas or just clever tiny ones. It might just be a little dab of color used in a slightly different way or something completely unexpected and totally different. Again, that latter one is probably the rarest thing of all. It's a very exceptional day when all of the stars align to create something truly noteworthy. But that's never been my goal. In my mind, it's simply enough to show up each day and create something. I get such a rush from making something each and every day. For me, at least, it fixes everything that sort of didn't happen as I expected. Any little setback in the rest of my life is immediately made better when I've made a little sketch. Sometimes the idea of art therapy is described in terms of helping someone through something singularly challenging or horribly tragic. But for me, art has always been therapy. It helps me get through the little kinks in the day so they don't add up to become something that makes me sad. And since you know I'm ruled by my inner child, you probably wouldn't be surprised about what I'm going to say next. 
focusing on something fun to do is the best thing we can do for ourselves. Truly, I've never once been disappointed in life when I stop to actually enjoy it. This, like most wonderful things, is easier said than done. There's so much that needs to get done and so little time to make it all happen. But we can make anything we imagine happen when we take that moment to once again pick up and use our creative tools. Being self-aware. For a prompt of magpie once, I have to admit that I wasn't very familiar with this bird, so I had to do a bit of research. I've never previously sketched one. As it turns out, scientists have discovered that magpies can actually recognize themselves in a mirror. While this might not seem like an incredible feat for us humans, it marked the first time this type of self-recognition was observed in a creature of the non-mammalian variety. So I ended up with a little magpie stopping to take in its own natural beauty. Like so many things in nature, we're still learning that humans aren't the only creatures who possess certain skills. And while self-recognition is a wonderful thing to observe in animals, we've no way of really knowing if they're truly self-aware, whether they possess a conscious knowledge of their own character, feelings, motives, and desires. Indeed, knowing all of those things for absolutely certain can sometimes seem like a daunting task even for humans. But I like to imagine that magpies are aware of these things and might just have some lessons to share with us. When I was younger, I would often struggle with figuring out who I really was, or at least what I wanted to become in life. I dreamed of the most incredible things, things I really thought would come true, simply because I believed that they would with all my heart. My story was all written, and I was excited to start the next chapter. As I got older, I also kept thinking that I had it all figured out, only to have life change in an unexpected way and challenge all of my confidence on that front. As I get even older, I've realized that actually knowing what I want to be when I grow up is overrated, and it's quite possible I might die without ever really figuring it out. What I stick to instead is simply a far easier approach. I just tune into my joy and follow it wherever it leads. What makes me truly happy? And how can I make more of that happy happen? Yep, the same approach a child might take, but that's how I choose to approach my life. And it's once again Friday, so it's time for another lovely weekend. And of course, pizza night. This is one of those little things that definitely brings me lots of joy. My dog Phineas isn't a huge fan of pizza night, however, since he feels he should get some as well, and not simply his usual treats. After all, a family night should be special for the entire family. I think we're planning a popcorn movie night soon, so he'll simply have to wait for that. For the record, they say that dogs can't recognize themselves in the mirror, but with mine, I'm never entirely sure. I've caught Phineas admiring his reflection on more than one occasion. Perhaps he doesn't realize it's him, but the admiration for that wildly attractive dog he's viewing is unmistakable. Indeed, I truly believe that knowing what pleases you is certainly a wonderful start down the path to being self-aware. Those old records. 
for a prompt once a favorite song, I don't really have a single favorite. Indeed, the songs I currently enjoy tend to change with my moods, but I do have a favorite era for music, and that would be the 60s and 70s. I adored all of the singer-songwriters from back then, from the Beatles to Don McLean. I was born in the early 70s, so I was a very small child, but I still remember my parents playing records with that wonderful music. I'd hear Lennon imagine a new and better world, and then hear McLean pay tribute to Vincent van Gogh. And as I grew up, I'd watch as records became less popular, and eight-track tapes were replaced with cassettes, then CDs, and then music evaporated into nothing tangible at all. So it's fabulous to see records making a lovely comeback. That perfectly unique sound of the needle hitting the vinyl is embedded in my memory as the harbinger of beautiful sounds and indelible memories. There's so much I miss about those days when it comes to music. Beyond the sound of records, I truly miss the sound of people actually singing without all of the weird robotic effects. This indeed makes me seem old-fashioned or just plain old, but I have to admire people who can write their own music and actually sing it without electronic assistance. Philippe and I were talking about music recently and trying to list all of the singer-songwriters that appeared in this century that we like, and it wasn't a very long list. Then I remembered a singer whom I'd adored more than a decade ago who only released one full album. Her name is Tara Naomi, and she was an early YouTuber who would sit and sing songs she wrote while playing acoustic guitar. One of my favorite songs, which is still relevant for today's times, is called Say It's Possible. I hadn't actually remembered that song in years and never told Philippe, so it was fun to introduce him to something he'd not heard yet. Music has a way of floating deep into one's soul, and Philippe and I have always loved listening to music together. Yet sometimes it's a wonderful thing to do all alone as well, and I have a profound respect for artists who can write and sing their own beautiful songs. I tried my hand at writing songs once upon a time, but they were never particularly exceptional. Yet, like most things I've done in life, I wasn't looking to record an album or become famous. I just wanted to try something new. I've never been shy about trying things, even when I know I might lack the talent to do them as well as my idols. I'm my own competition. I just want to do things a little better each time I try. And those songs from my childhood are always with me, urging me forward and giving me hope for the future. Though I do have a strong adoration for the now distant past and the days spent all alone in my little bedroom, listening to those old records. Elephant Shoes For a prompt of feet once, a baby elephant leapt to mind with their big chunky feet that I find rather adorable. I got a bit lost watching videos of baby elephants bounding around and tumbling on the ground as they learn to use those giant feet for the first time. It's absolutely priceless. And it's lucky that elephants don't wear shoes, as they would have quite a bit of difficulty finding a pair that fit properly. But what I find perfectly lovely is that if you mouth the phrase elephant shoes to someone you care for, it looks like you're whispering, I love you. Though elephants don't share our language, I still imagined a happy little elephant mouthing the phrase to a passing butterfly. Babies always enjoy every little thing they see, and I think that's a nice reminder for adults as well. Truly, there can never really be too much love in the world. 
even if we're now living in a time that we must keep our distance, there are still ways to show our love and appreciation from afar. I love those sweet, tiny gestures that express big emotions. Indeed, one can also mouth the phrase olive juice to express love, but I rather enjoy also thinking about an elephant in high tops. Sometimes just a subtle expression can express all of the joy and love one has for someone else. Then there are all of the inside jokes that only two of a kind can understand. I have many of these that I share with my mom and sister, many of which have lasted for years or just a silly secret language that keeps love fresh and life just a bit more interesting. Philippe and I have lots of little inside jokes or silly conversations, many of them built from the elaborate stories we've created for our dog, Phineas. Even when he's not in the room, we still talk for him as if he's there, getting the last word in about whatever is currently taking place. I'm sure Phineas thinks we're absolutely bonkers, but I also hope he knows that we're always thinking of him. We have a lot of fun in our house, but we do miss going out in the world with friends and being able to visit our family across the ocean. But these times will pass, and there are more ways to connect today than when I was a kid. That's a pretty awesome thing indeed. I never liked chatting on the phone, so being able to see a person via video chat is a really wonderful experience. Well, seeing them is wonderful, but I'm usually a few haircuts behind and haven't shaved in a week these days, so I'm not sure it's quite as rewarding for them. Life still feels a bit surreal these days, and though we're getting used to things, it doesn't make the forced distance any easier. And even though masks might hide our faces most of the time in the world out there, when we're at home with our closest companions, there are still times when we don't have to say anything at all. We can just smile knowingly while silently mouthing the phrase, elephant shoes. Rise and shine. For a prompt of shine once, I thought of the phrase my mom used to always say to me when I was a kid. Rise and shine, she'd say, which was meant to lure me out of bed somehow. It's actually a military phrase that originated in the late 1800s and came with a rather nice message that meant act lively and do well. Words alone, however, could never lure me quite as much as donuts, so that's what I ended up doing a quick and loose sketch of today. This is paired with my current morning friend, which is a cup of coffee. Okay, it usually takes a few cups of coffee before I'm remotely coherent. I have to envy those who can actually rise and immediately shine. I'm not even to the point where I can bother with doing well. I'm just happy to be doing anything at all. This is because I'm not a morning person, and I rarely ever get donuts, so I constantly crave them. Perhaps if I did get them each day, I could be a morning person after all. Of course, that wouldn't be a very healthy way to wake up each day. Even as a kid, I only got a couple donuts a month. This is what makes a treat feel like a treat after all. It's wonderful to have something special right after waking up in the morning. I'm always inspired by people who can leap out of bed and immediately make some art. That's a super healthy way to start one's day, but I just can't do it. My thoughts are still bouncing into each other and trying to discern the difference between reality and the vivid dreams I just had. It just takes me a while to sort it all out so I can think and imagine a bit more clearly. Today I was running way late and only had about 30 minutes to make something, so I chose things I already know how to sketch well. 
The fun part comes in trying them a bit differently with more splashes of color and no real plan. Yeah, okay, that's how I approach all of my sketches, but it felt extra fun today. And for those of you who tune in to see what I'll make next, I'm giving you a huge virtual hug right now. I know it's a bit random in both subject matter and sometimes approach, but I hope you'll always find something fun. More than that, I hope you'll always spot my style, which I define as the hand of the artist, not a particular technique. I bounce between techniques at will and I'm not entirely sure I'll ever land on just one to exhibit each day. That's just fine. It's equally why I tell artists that their style has already found them. I can spot the work of artists in our lovely community the moment that I see it, even if the technique or even the medium changes. I love this about making art. Our own styles are inescapable. Now though, I'm pretty much just craving donuts. It's been several months since I've had one, and I think that's something I should fix soon. In the meantime, I'll stumble out of bed each day in my usual incoherent fashion, waiting for that wonderful time when I'll finally rise and shine. A bit of distance. For a prompt of barbed wire once, I thought of the fences that were on my grandparents' farm. If one of the kids went into the gate of the pasture and the other walked along the outside instead, we'd end up trapped on one side or the other. We were just a few feet apart, but still not quite together. The barbs were a small but effective way to separate us. These days of weathering through a pandemic with a world of social distancing, we can often find ourselves a bit apart from one another, like bunnies on different sides of a barbed wire fence. And though I may not have the urge to touch noses like bunnies might, hugs are still something that I miss most of these days. I would have never thought that six feet of distance would feel like a mile, but I now realize that it can. This too shall pass one day, though, and we can thankfully connect in so many virtual ways, but I'm still holding my highest hopes for a future full of hugs. My dog Phineas isn't really a hugger, though he does like to cuddle up close to my leg, which is comforting. Actually, you can cuddle closer with him for a while, but then he usually jumps up at some point, like being on a bad first date, when things suddenly just feel weird. But I've always enjoyed hugs and found shaking hands rather awkward. When I got my first job, there was a man who would crush my hand with a handshake, followed by a cocky and triumphant smile that seemed to say, who's the man? Well, clearly not me in that situation, if that's what being a man was all about. I'd instead smile back sheepishly whilst nursing my hand back into some sort of normal working order and cursing him under my breath. Not all contact is pleasant, as it turns out, so there's lots of things I simply don't miss today. Though yes, I'm very much hoping that hugs will make a comeback. And I cherish every little happy moment these days even more. It's wild to think about all of the things I simply took for granted. Thankfully, I've never taken those little things in life for granted. They're the things that have gotten me through it so far. Even that moment when my own dog is done cuddling with me has its own funny charm. In my own little home and world, there's nothing much that has changed and nothing I would change even if I could. I adore my little family and our daily routines. One could feel a bit bored doing the same thing every day, but the days are never really exactly the same. Just little moments of change, really, like a bit of laughter over a joke Philippe made for the very first time. 
We laugh, we love, we live each day with joy, and one day we'll be able to see and hug the ones we adore again. For now, we stay connected in new ways, knowing it's not the end of the world, it's just a bit of distance. Thanks so much for listening to the Sketching Stuff podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and new episodes will be added bi-weekly. Visit me at sketchingstuff.com to share your comments and stories. 